0: I respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugambeh language region, the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay my respects to their elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. And welcome back to Myths Inclusivity, the podcast. I am joined again by the lovely ladies from Rainbow Sky Creations, Alicia and Ash. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi. It's so exciting to have these lovely ladies back on. Um, And we are going to be speaking today about a topic that we actually kind of dabbled into a little bit last time of how these two lovely ladies met and their journey about teaching abroad. I feel like teaching abroad is a big topic at the moment coming into 2023. A lot of teachers are going traveling, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this is the perfect topic to speak about. But first, what has been happening with Rainbow Sky Creations, or you both personally, since we last spoke, which was August, August. And we're about to go into February. I can't believe that.
1: (laughs) We've had the most exciting few months since we last spoke to you, Alicia and I. Alicia lives over in WA in Perth and I live in Sydney and we saw each other for the first time in three years in December. So that was so exciting.
2: Extremely. Our little babies
1: met each other like
2: we were last time we saw each other there was three you know there was Ashley and I and her little man Monty and of course our husbands but then uh, yeah now we've got five little humans amongst us so we all got together and the Geese family came and gate crashed over at Ashley's, which was amazing. We did a photo shoot and talk shop, which was nice. Oh, that's so
1: cool. It's crazy how
0: much can change.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was so good. And then, of course, we've launched our program, Transform Your First Years, which is a membership for new teachers. So we just did that in January, and we've got a community of just beautiful new teachers. We're so excited to be working with them. It's been really great.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been seeing that all over Instagram and I bet you guys have got the most amazing community going on with that. How exciting. Um, But let's dabble into our very exciting topic. Let's start individually. What made you both individually want to teach abroad in the first place?
2: I'm all about adventure. So for me, it was something I wanted to do. I traveled before I went back and became a teacher. So I knew I wanted to travel again as a teacher. So it was inevitable. That's
0: so cool.
1: And it was something that I always wanted to do too. When I studied, I thought I want to teach, but I I really want to go overseas and teach. And teaching was one of those things that you had the opportunity to do that so um that was something that was always on my bucket list and I, I got a few years under my belt here in Australia and then I was off
0: wow so how, how long did you both end up spending in in Dubai I was only there for a year okay
2: and I was there for four and a half years
0: wow oh my gosh that is crazy that is such a long time and is it really really different to over here
2: yes <laughs> no I think we Teaching and with schools. It's same, same but different. So there's lots of similarities but lots of differences. And I think when you jump onto the expat circuit, that's the component that's different. Um, and if you've ever worried about collaborative teamwork, go overseas. Everyone just welcomes you in and it's all about collaborative teaching, I found in my experiences at the schools I was at.
1: Oh wow, I think that- Is a certain sort of teacher that goes overseas to teach, especially to where we went in the Middle East. It it requires a certain sort of person to go and do it. And that was what was amazing about teaching there because yeah, it is so different. There's definitely similarities, and you use the same skill set, but it is really different. But the teachers are all very similar to how you are. Everyone's adventurous, everyone likes to go out and try new things, everyone's kind of in the same boat where they don't have family around. So Um, The school becomes your family um, in, in a lot of ways too. So it was really good.
0: Oh, that's very cool. And I'm guessing you guys would have collaborated with a lot of different cultures in your team as well because Dubai is a very middle point in the world. So I'm guessing you would have had a lot of other teachers in your school that are from different places in the world? Absolutely. It was a
1: huge melting pot, wasn't it, Alicia, of not only teachers from all over the world, but the students in your class came from everywhere so mm. we had an international day every year and I've, I've done international days here in Australia but it's nothing in comparison to the celebration that we had in Dubai it was amazing and everyone really wanted to show off their culture and that they were, everyone was very proud of where they were from it was it's really special
2: I actually just got goosebumps you're talking about that just bringing back those memories because you would have like in one class I had 18 different nationalities like no you know I not get that you don't get that in um, your regular streamed Aussie class, which isn't a bad thing, but if, if it's something you ever wanted to go experience, it's definitely some something you should try for sure. If it's on your bucket list, follow through on it. You can do it.
0: Yeah. I've, I've, for my first thought, when I think about going and teaching Dubai, I would expect a lot of students to be from the Middle East. But from my memory, from what you both have told me, it, you taught at like an international school essentially in Dubai. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, so yeah.
2: only and children um, and families who come from overseas can only be taught in an international school in Dubai, like or in the UAE. That's that's the system they have set up. They have you know public schools, but that's for Emirati children. So when you factor in, I guess Dubai is quite unique, um, and the UAE is quite unique because there is a larger portions of expats than what there are local Emiratis. So you've got to factor in that's that's that part of the world. Say so if you went and taught in Hong Kong or China or Singapore, it's different where the percentage of um, locals is a lot higher to what expats are. So depending on where you choose to go teach, um, depends on your experience. It's a little bit different for everyone.
1: We yeah. had a lot of Emiratis at the particular school that we taught at. Um, there was a lot of there was local children that came from very, very wealthy families that came to our school. And also the people that ran our school were local too.
0: So they had quite
1: a big family and they came, um, they ran all sorts of businesses and schools was just one of them. So they came and they were very, very important, the children that belonged to that family.
0: Of course, because they're just filled with money over there, aren't they?
1: There's a lot of extra money. Yes. I had <laughs> some twins in my grade two class. It just kind of gives you an example. And they were just gorgeous. They were local kids and they had a nanny each and a driver each. So they would come to school every day in separate cars. <laughs> what um with their separate nannies and then they would drop them off but but funnily enough these it was a boy and a girl twin so they actually still had a really very close twin relationship so um they really looked after each other even though they were separate in that way but yeah that's that's the sort of thing um that we're talking about this particular family too also had a house on the Palm, which you might be, might recognize from Dubai. That was just their holiday house. So they went there for the weekend and then during the week, they lived somewhere else. But also this other little boy, he used to say to me at the end of every week, which was a Thursday, we had Friday, Saturday as our weekend. He'd always come up to me and say, Miss, have a lovely holiday. And he would think that he would assume that the weekend was like a holiday. And at first I thought it was funny. And then I thought, you know what? That's a great perspective on life, isn't it? That he thinks, you know, just the two days off, is a holiday how nice we should all think like that because it, it sounds so much better than a weekend <laughs> yeah well and I'm guessing obviously for
0: some of them those two days they would absolutely jam-pack them in and probably actually go on a proper holiday for those two days as well so yeah, they would come back on the new school week with so many different stories also I'm guessing which is just such a different perspective because I mean in my class I asked my grade ones and twos what they did on the weekend they said I went to the shops
1: and that's hey, all go with. There was a lot of going to the shops. I'll be honest. Yeah, In the heat, that's one thing that they do a lot of is go to the, the mall. But yes, they did do extravagant, exciting things too. Where?
2: It's when they say, I went to the mall and I did some skiing and I went to the mall and I checked out the aquarium that you go, hang on a second, what's in these malls?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go to the Dubai mall. Oh my, Dubai is definitely on the bucket list, but you got ladies might be convincing me to go and teach over there, but how did you both meet in Dubai? Because obviously you would have taught at the same school, but how did you cross paths? I'd love to hear all this, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear all of this as well. I'll start off because I was the I wonder intruder. if our perspectives are the same. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was,
2: I she was the an intruder. intruder because I, I, I'm a very conscientious person, so I decided to finish off my year in Australia, which wasn't very great for starting internationally. Um, in the Northern hemisphere. So I rocked up in between Christmas and New Year's. So I wrapped up my my job in Australia and then two weeks later I'm on a plane and I'm teaching in a year four classroom. So I was the new teacher who arrived on the block with like another teacher. not like when Ashley would have joined when it would have been like 30 new teachers starting. So I rock up, I'm taking over a year four class. This class has already had three teachers in 10 weeks, so I'm already feeling pretty nervous and I don't know anyone. So I rock up it to this school. Um, our school had quite a lot of um, Australian, English, Irish, um, South African teachers. So Ashley, the as sweet as she is, and she was just <laughs> as sweet as she is now 11 years ago, I rock up and she took me under her wing. And I wasn't even teaching in the same grade as her. And she's just, and I was, but I was living in the same building and she saw a fellow Aussie in need. And she was like, hey, come hang out with me and my friends. I'm like, sure, that'd be great. But we had many um yeah, similar interests. So we became powers then. That's my that was my experience of us meeting. Was it similar for you, Ash?
1: Yeah, it was similar. I think um someone had come to my classroom or had contacted me before we came back from that Christmas break to say that there was a new Aussie teacher starting. And it's always easier to sort of feel comfortable with people from where you're from to begin with. So that's how I had met Alicia. But we were actually on different parts of the school. So I worked in the junior part of the school and Alicia was working in the primary part of the school. So we really didn't have much to do with each other day-to-day at all. They were really quite separate Um, But I had also made um, a really good friend who was Irish, who taught in grade two with me. There were six classes per grade. So there was a lot of staff. Um, Her name was Tressa. And Alicia and Tressa, yeah, it's a huge school. So Alicia and Tressa and I spent so much time together. We would go on adventures on the weekend and we'd get back, we'd drive and by and get lost and um, go out and visit other Emirates and drive across the desert and do all sorts of things. We had the best time. We um, that's, that's, I think, the thing that we really bonded over. We all wanted just to go and try new things and seek different experiences out. So, yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Oh, you're not making me at all feel like I want to go over there now, the things that you got to do on the weekends. <laughs> Um, what would you say? I mean, that could probably be one of them following into this following question, but what would you see as some of the benefits
1: of teaching abroad? I was gonna say, I think learning from other people, other teachers all over the world was great because I think sometimes, especially in Australia, because we're so isolated over here. And this was before we had a national curriculum that Alicia and I taught in Dubai. So we all had our own curriculum. So we were all very just set in our ways from what we were doing but teaching overseas you really get the idea of from other countries what they do and sometimes it's like a bit off-putting and you think no that's not how it's done but it's really great to learn I learned some things over in Dubai that I would still put in my classroom now and still do now um simply because of my time there I think that is a great way to a professional development really mm.
2: I wholeheartedly agree with that. You definitely learn different strategies, different teaching styles. And I think it made me realise how important it is to have a good team around you when you're teaching. And you can be at schools where it can be really tough to connect with people. And if you've ever got that feeling of like, perhaps I should look elsewhere, I'd be like, listen to your gut and see what else, if that opportunity arises to you um because I I definitely found that we had six teachers or six you know six classes in year four and I when Ashley left funnily enough I actually took over her her role I went into year two and I spent the rest of my time at that school in year two and we would meet every day and it was a PYP school so it was like international baccalaureate and it really is about collaboration um and but we would meet every day and do like a quick touch base where are we at And off we'd go and do our planning. Factoring in you had a bit more time than what you do here um, with release time. But it just made me realise how important that was to me uh, to be the best teacher I could be. So definitely that component of exposure to new things um, was great.
0: And new ways of doing things. Yeah, absolutely. Did you you mention you get more release time over there? Is that what you were saying?
2: At our school, we did. Oh, Um, yeah. Okay. And just because you had, like, every student had to learn Arabic. So every day, on top of your other specialist subjects, students would be going out to learn Arabic. So that gave you, like, an extra lesson a day that you wouldn't necessarily have in Australia because kids wouldn't be going out every day to learn a second language that's compulsory. And we would make that our time to connect with our team. And it looked a bit different with the other school I worked at in Dubai, but it was still very collaborative. So that was that opportunity to connect, and then it's just meeting like-minded people out there, but also having the opportunity to interact with people from different cultures. And you can have those what would say difficult conversations with people. When you're out there exploring, you're having conversations about, you know, their experiences and what life is like for them, and you're talking about things like race and religion and politics, but you're doing it in a way where it's actually kind of a good good finder, but it opens up your opens up your heart and your mind to different experiences and makes you I feel and if you choose to be and you're open to it you know more compassionate more considerate and more understanding that people's circumstances aren't always as you see them and what I was seeing on the news 11 years ago to what was happening where I was in that part of the world was quite different so I think that really opened my eyes as well.
0: Yeah, wow, very interesting because you have so many different cultures and I feel obviously Australia is a very multicultural place, but like you said, you had 18 different nationalities in one class. I think I have a maximum of like 3 different nationalities in my class. And that exposure to different opinions. I feel like Australia is very like you're on one side or the other. There's not really much gray in the middle with those tough subjects that you were just talking about. And I feel like not only when you're teaching abroad, but even when you're traveling, you tend to have those sorts of conversations. So if the, imagine those sorts of conversations in a workplace, my mind is just going. That's incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, and the process for um getting into a international school or even teaching abroad. How did you both tackle that? Did you just think of it as an idea? Did somebody come to you? Did you have a flyer
1: in the staff room? How did you find out about it? Definitely no flyers in the staff room. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not where I worked anyway. I went through a um through an agency to get my job in Dubai and I'd been offered a whole heap of different jobs before that and they just weren't right um and then I ended up getting the one in Dubai and it felt right and that's that's what I took.
2: Mine was exactly the same I contacted an agency um and they kind of you give them the kind of your checklist what I would like and what I'm looking for and they kind of come back to you with we've got a job in London China Singapore Dubai Abu Dhabi would you like to apply for it so and they they can help you even with like if you present your CV depending on the recruitment agent they'll be like
0: "Mm,
2: you might want to just tweak a few things or just answer these questions and we'll go from there
0: yeah yeah that's really good information to have yeah
1: the lady I worked with actually um, when I finally came up to with this job in Dubai, she said there's another Aussie girl who's just moved over there. She's from Melbourne um, and would you like her contact details? So that was really good too because she put me in contact with her and I was able to ask her just some like nitty-gritty questions that um, the agency wasn't able to answer. Uh, mm. And when I got there, I kind of had someone that I could go to and make a friend with, so that was nice.
0: That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, If any, what would be some of the cons of teaching overseas, if there is any? Being away
2: from your comfort zone. That's mm. a big con. <laughs> it can be a pro as well. Um, was I running away from things in Australia? Probably. Do I like adventure? <laughs> yeah. Works hand in hand. Um, so I would say one of those cons is you're going to be out of your comfort zone. So If you're not really receptive to change, it is going to be a big challenge for you. And if you don't like solving lots of problems, well, you're in for a treat because you're going to solve lots of them.
0: Yeah, wow. Very interesting because you'll be challenging yourself in every single way possible. Um, And obviously I would probably say like leaving family behind, I'm guessing would have been a big challenge as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say one of my cons would be... um, like the feeling of true homesickness Mm. is a really awful, can be a really awful feeling. Um, And I think this is advice to anybody who goes abroad to teach or to work or to spend a period of time, you do, you will go through that feeling of homesickness. And when you get past it at the other end, it's, you just, it's so much better. You feel more at home. Um, I think I had gone through that phase just before Alicia had arrived And then once she had arrived, I was kind of coming out the other end, and Dubai really felt like home for me. Um, So if you do feel that, just push through if you can, because it's better on the other side. But that feeling of homesickness can be awful.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not nice. And I only felt that from when I went for my three month Europe trip. Only like the last week, I was like, oh god, I can't wait for my own bed and just to go home and see everybody. I can't even imagine how you guys we're feeling in that regard. But overall, I think there's definitely a lot more pros than cons of going overseas and teaching abroad. And you guys have ended up collaborating and creating this business out of it from teaching abroad, which is so, so amazing. Um, For any of our listeners who happen to magically somehow do not follow you both, where can they find you on all of the platforms? Give yourselves a plug. Tell us all about it.
1: Okay, you can find us on everywhere at Rainbow Sky Creations. So come and follow us on Instagram. Um, We're on TikTok now, Rainbow Sky Creations. We've got a Facebook page. We've also got a Facebook group for new teachers. So if you're a new teacher, come and join our Aussie new teacher group. Um, And we would love to see you there. Connect with us send us a message if you're interested. Also, we have written a blog post all about teaching abroad. So if that's something you're interested in and you want to have a few more questions answered, Alicia put that together and it's great. Got so much information there.
0: I love that. I'll put the link for that in the show notes as well. So everybody can get some more info and insight from both of these lovely ladies' perspectives. But thank you so much, ladies, for jumping on the podcast.
1: It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for coming on and I'm sure everybody is going to be absolutely inspired to go and teach abroad now as well because of your beautiful stories. Thank you, lovely ladies, for coming on and thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.